welcome in last night about a half past ten that baby of mine wouldn't let me in
goddamn right. You know what I really love? <laughs> the Arnie State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. <laughs> 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Good Tuesday morning, ass family. Welcome to another fun-filled edition of the Arnie State Show. Woo, do we have a lot to get to today. Listener mail brought to you by JS Floors. We got all kinds of mail coming in today. Lots and lots of mail. News stories that I'm not Look. We covered the Queen yesterday. My God. Good Lord. I thought we split away from the monarchy. All the, the, the CBS Evening News last night, the NBC Nightly News, ABC World News Tonight, all had representatives there, all talking about all the pomp and circumstance. And millions of people lined the streets, right? They paid for it. How do you, I I mean, how expensive was that funeral? And if you're from Great Britain and you allowed that to happen, good God almighty, cry me a river when you're in a recession. Whenever you're in a recession over there, Great Britain or depression, all you got to do is go to 1234 Windsor Avenue and you can get out of that recession. Good Christ almighty. Oh, she devoted her life to service. What did she do? Literally, what did she do? Raise horses and put on a military uniform? She never served in the military. Come on. Just stop it. Look, I'm sorry the old lady passed away. And I know a lot of people love the whole idea of princes and princesses and kings and queens. And knights and rooks. Play chess then, for God's sakes. (laughs) I mean, oh, it was a somber day in Great Britain. All shops were closed. Oh, for fuck's sake. I swear to God. Uh, by, By the way, last night, Monday Night Football, holy crap, did the Bills just pollywop the shit. Wait, who'd they play? I, I mean, did anybody show up against them? Against Tennessee, 41-7, to good Lord. And the Vikings, they got pretty polywopped, 24-7 against the damn Eagles. Come on, Vikings. All right, uh, updated stats on the, uh, the football picks between Joe and I this year. Joe went 13-3 this week. Joe had a magnificent week. I, on the other hand, I'm, I'm staying right at my right above 500 level. I went nine and seven, pitiful. Uh, so the standings are after two weeks. Joe has nineteen wins and twelve losses. Arnie has eighteen wins and thirteen losses. Joe is a full game and a half or two games ahead of me. Damn it! I gotta pick up that shit. Pick up that slack, huh? Uh, let's say some good mornings here, shall we? Uh, let's see. Uh, first one here, uh, of course, Hangtown Jen. First one here. Over there on the East Coast, um, we have uh, we're we're learning Chinese now. Uh, this is how you say, "You are ugly" in Chinese. You are ugly in Chinese. 你真丑。你真丑。你真丑, and you ain't got no alibi. 你真丑. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, one more time. One more time. Okay. You are ugly in Chinese. Okay. There we go. There we go. We got our Chinese word of the day out. Jen, happy Tuesday to you. Battleborn says, happy day two of this hostage work week and good morning, ass family. My man Derek says, good morning, ass family. On this fine Tuesday, it's time for Wimpy to pay up. And good morning, Battleborn and Jen. Straight Fire says, who came up with this shitty five-day work week anyway? I hear you. It's fucking horrible. Could have been handled better uh, is all I'm saying. Sassy Pammy, good morning to you as well. Uh, Cowboys Girl says, good morning, ass family. Andrew, happy breakfast taco Tuesday, ass family. That's right, because that's what we all are, breakfast tacos in the eyes of the first lady. Swoosh says, grrr, Mixler, had to clear all cookies just to be able to sign in today. Good morning, ass family. Well, I'm, I'm sorry you had to do that. Mixler is a pain in the ass. They're over in Great Britain. I'm sure they're mourning this morning. Douglas says, guten Morgen. Yes, I, I believe that's German. For uh, how you doing this morning? There you go. See, I, I I speak a bunch of different languages. Oh my lucky stars! Oh, the one, uh, the only, bratty kid is in the house. There's no such thing as a boy anymore, or a girl. Just a vast sea of chubby theys and them, so coddled by their sanctimonious woke parents who think activism is virtue signaling on Instagram. If Martin Luther King could come back and see what they were doing in his name, he'd never stop throwing up. <laughs> That's so true. Uh, I hope you have a spectacular day today, Braddy Kid. Scott says, good morning, ass. Hot Mama's in the house. She says, good morning, ass. Gold says, good morning, ass. And Arn, Joe in the back row. Yeah, Joe's in the 14th row. Rumor is uh, she ate children. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised about that. But they grow up and realize as Americans we rejected the monarchy. My wife had been watching The Crown on Netflix from bits and pieces I watched. She doesn't seem like anything beyond a figurehead because she was born into the family. That's all she is. I'm afraid to call my Niners making the Super Bowl if we had to face Buffalo. Good God, they're scary. Philly, my pick to win the East. They look good so far. Hey, they haven't battled Cooper Rush yet. Let's keep it real for Cooper Cooper Rush, the next Tom Brady. If I could say that with a straight face, I would. Uh, I am in three fantasy football leagues, and I have the same amount of wins as the Raiders. This year is not my year. Uh, how many O's in the pronunciation? I'm not sure. Ni Jincho. You ain't really got no alibi. Hey, hey, Ni Jincho. It's harder to sing than ugly, but you can work. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, oh, my God, Stewie is right. Yes, he actually is. Oh, man. Uh, where do we start? Uh, let, let's start with the story we did last week, shall we? Remember I told you about how the railroads were about to go on strike, rail workers were about to go on strike, and in the 11th hour, Joe Biden swooped in and saved the day by, by giving them all raises and bonuses and all sorts of things. Well, wouldn't you know, I, I mean, I mean, this, this is going to shock everyone in the world. It's the Biden administration is the reason why they were going to strike. You see, it was the Biden administration that mandated railroad workers have to get vaccinated in order to keep their jobs. 
On top of that, Biden's printing out money like it's going out of fashion and basically incentivizing people not to work. The administration did reach uh, an agreement with railroad companies and unions after 20 hours of intense negotiations. Due to the fact that it would cost about $2 billion a day in losses if they shut it down. Uh, I was talking to my niece about pronouns and I told her if she ever uh, non-binary, I would use they, them because I am, I am a bigot. You know, look, 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 real quick, real quick. As I was gathering stories yesterday for today's show, there was a story about Ezra Miller, this, the, the kid who plays The Flash. And I'm tired of that. They, they printed, you know, they, they were talking about them's history. They, they actually printed out them's history. And I have to read it like a second time to go, wait a second, is this a typo? No, it's because all these newspapers and all these fucking companies now are falling into suit. And instead of saying his history, they say them's history. Do you know how stupid that sounds? And and by the way... who the fuck, why is, why are they fighting so hard for this guy? He's not that good of an actor. Hell, get Sheldon Cooper, get get the gay guy. I mean, I know he's gay. Get him to play the Flash. He's skinny and nerdy, just like Ezra Miller. Johnny Galecki, get anybody from that goddamn show. They're all looking for work. She isn't trans, but she is educated on the subject and believes there are more than two genders. Uh, do me a favor, Douglas. When, when Next time you talk to her and you ask her about the two different genders, ask him if it's that way in the animal kingdom as well. And what, what, other, what, what others do they have there? What nine, non-binary do they have there? Because as far as I'm concerned, in the animal kingdom, there are males and females. And guess what? We're a part of the animal kingdom. Do we we not remember the dumbest person that we found? Uh, Wait, hold on. Wait, wait, where where did the dumb people go? Uh, Do do drops. Here we go. Uh, Human rights are animal rights because humans are animals. If you fight for human rights and you don't fight for animal rights, you're being a speciesist. There you go. And that's just fact of the matter. Yeah, very very much fact of the matter. If your vision is not clear, do not drive or use machinery. Contact your doctor immediately if you have sudden vision loss. It's, it's vegan because it's strawberry milk and not like cow milk. You know what I mean? That's why I asked the question. It's hard to believe that somebody chasing you uh, is going to beat you uh, to death. Uh, why he, else was he chasing him, Chris? Probably to, to get him and beat him up. Heard him. Uh, there you go. We tried to reach out to the man who died in this pursuit. Uh, they were unavailable for comment. Micah, back to you. I mean, seriously. <laughs> and always remember. A reminder. Columbia shouldn't have a hippo problem. No, it's very true. That is the truest statement of all time. Oh, my God. Uh, 
So, so Joe Biden, uh, you know, he, he comes out and takes credit for stopping this strike on the railways, even though he was the cause of it. Way to go, Joe. Way to go. By the way, did anybody, and I, yeah, look, this is how bad I am. This is how nerdy I am. I, I, went, uh, I went into uh, my search engine yesterday on uh, DirecTV, and I tried to look, watch the previous night's 60 Minutes because Scott Pelley is getting hammered for doing nothing but throwing softballs at the, the commander and joke, Joe Biden. Here, here's a part of the interview. If it plays. Yeah, that's what I thought. Skip that ad. If I were to say to you, I'm running again, all of a sudden a whole range of things come into play that I have uh, requirements I have to change and move and do. In terms of election laws. In terms of election laws. And it's much too early to make that kind of decision. I'm a great respecter of fate. And so what I'm doing is I'm doing my job. I'm going to do that job. And within the time frame that makes sense after this next election cycle here, going into next year, make a judgment of what to do. You say that it's much too early to make that decision. I take it the decision has not been made in your own head. Look, my intention, as I said to begin with, is that I would run again. But it's just an intention. But is it a firm decision that I run again? What? That remains to be seen. Wow. Only two years in, he doesn't know if he's going to run again. Uh, Scott Pelley, uh, Scott Pelley, who I used to have a little bit of respect for, even though he did work for CBS News, wore the kid gloves, just took care of the president the entire time. I remember seeing a, a, a clip in the in the advertisements for it where Joe Biden pulls that, oh, I better not say anything else. And Scott Pelley goes, oh, I really wish you would. You know who I'd like to see do the, the interview? This is what I'd like to see. I'd like to see our man, Peter Ducey, do a sit-down, one-on-one interview with Joe Biden. Joe Biden doesn't have the balls, not the balls, to sit down with Peter Ducey. And I'm sorry, I want a president that has balls. The conversation uh, that they had, these two morons, left many viewers disappointed with some irk that Pelly didn't particularly push back on the president's, and others wanted him to bring up the crisis along the southern border. Not that there's a crisis over there or anything. I mean, according to the, the Indian giant, all is secure there. Elections matter. Moron. And when folks vote, they order what they want. And in this case, they got what they asked for. Fucked in the behind. Once Pelley was finished with his uh, opening introduction from Biden, he began asking the president a series of questions about the economic calamity Biden has caused. I did see part of this, and and Joe Biden lies his ass. Why, why? He's like, why, why? Inflation. Look, it's just inched up there. And, and Scott Powell was like, sir, inflation's been over 8% for most of the sum. Well, you're saying it's at the highest it, it's ever been. Yeah, it just got there. It took some time to get there. Yes, but you're responsible for it. But, of course, Scott Pelley didn't do it. Why? Because Scott Pelley wants to keep his job. And Scott Pelley has no balls.
Someone wrote, Scott Pelley would make a terrific news anchor at a North Korean or Chinese state media outlet. Uh, somebody wrote in, uh, Pelly, this is not a question. Mr. President, if you run again, Republicans are most likely going to go after your son Hunter once again. And I wonder what you would like to say about your son, whether any of his troubles have caused conflict for you or the USA. My son is the smartest man I know. But, But this is the best thing that he said all the entire night. Joe Biden said, the pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it, but the pandemic is over. So is the pandemic over, but we're still working on COVID. I mean, this was a giant swing and a miss, and this was the season premiere for 60 Minutes. And 60 Minutes used to be, 60 Minutes used to be pretty much down the middle until they hired Anderson Cooper. Yeah, yeah, Ogre, you're absolutely right. He says, oh, please, the pandemic will never be over for some people. They're going to virtue signal until they're in the grave. 60 Minutes used to have guys like Morley Safer on there. Uh, Who was he? Uh, Dan, not Dan, rather. Uh, Oh, who am I thinking? The black guy, he was really good. Morley Safer was just kind of like standout. There was one, oh, I can't think of the main guy. But they wouldn't take answers like that. They would want answers that are real. Instead, we get answers like, mm, let's see. We'll deal with what we need to deal with in terms of also as we move forward, all agreeing that we got to be smarter as a country in terms of who has access to what, and in particular assault weapons. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously. seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have seriously. to take it seriously. What about equality, Kamala? So when we talk about equality, well, that's a good goal. But let us not presume that because everyone should be treated equal, that they start out on equal footing. So equity, as a concept, says, recognize that everyone has the same capacity, but in order for them to have equal opportunity to reach that capacity, what we must pay attention to this issue of equity if we are to expect and allow people to compete on equal footing. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Agreed. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Very, very true. God have mercy on your soul. Amen. Uh, Scott says the pandemic is over. Okay, so no mail-in ballots this November, right? Well, hey, hey, hey. Now, 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 I have gotten into battles with people for you people. I got into a battle about mail-in ballots a year and a half ago, and we've all and, and they tried to say, well, we've always had mail-in ballots. No, those are called absentee ballots. Okay. These mail-in ballots, which were completely bullshit, meant that you could take your mail-in ballot, fill it out, drop it off in a mailbox, and then go vote at your local voter place. Oh, people wouldn't do that. Really? Okay. And, And I'm about to get into, oh, 
You know how I, I touched a little bit on the, the, the back and forth I got into with a certain morning show host? Oh, it continued yesterday. And I, I, I fired the first shot because the first shot is so delicious and we're about to get to it. Uh, why does she sound like Cosby when she's speaking about equity? I guess she's working on her impersonation. Ogre says, what gets me is people in the grocery store wearing masks with their nose sticking out. At this point in COVID recovery, they still don't get it. No, they, they don't. And, and by the way, I had to wear a mask the other day at, when I went and got my physical. I was fucking mad as hell. I got to tell you, I am so goddamn tired of the masks. But because the mask did nothing. Honestly, the mask did zero. For the majority of Americans, the mask did nothing. We were in, I mean, all you got to do is look at it and use the, 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 the good part of your brain and think about this. If masks worked, okay, why is it that when the mask mandates hit, the numbers continue to rise and rise and rise and rise? Why is that? Hmm? That, that's right, because the masks and the failed science fair project, which it was, of social distancing, did not work. So, I, I, I look, I've talked enough COVID in my entire life never to want to talk about it again. I am just sick and tired of the bullshit. Now, let's get to this beautiful, delicious story that oh it made my day it made my it made my month you know how your governor gavin newsom come out and said oh ron DeSantis should be looked into for kidnapping and i want to debate him about how dare he fly these venezuelan prisoners or or people sorry even though we know they're emptying their prisons and sending them to us, uh, flew them to the beautiful Martha's Vineyards and just dropped them off. Yeah, that's pretty much what he did. Because, it, and and I got into it with someone on a, a radio show, and they said, "Well, he's just, DeSantis is just using them as political pawns." I said, "Just like the two million political pawns." that this administration is allowed to wander into the, oh, us dirty Southerners have to deal with? Because that's all they are. They, they, they don't have anywhere to go. They come across the border and poof, they're here. Which radio show? Uh, it used to be on 107.9. Uh, <laughs> what's a radio show? <laughs> I know what a podcast is. Uh, masks don't prevent the spread of COVID anyways. Read the box. Any missed base like COVID virus passes right through them because of the wetness. The N95 masks don't filter outgoing breath. You would need a fit test and a scuba mask to be safe. It was just virtue signaling. And let me just play this real quick here. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Where do... No, this belongs down here. Yeah, there we go. How about I hit it? Correct the mundo. Yeah, yeah. See, see, also you had to cover your eyes. And your ears, because those are those are cavities. Your, your eyes are filled in, but if you popped an eye out, that would be a cavity. 
and and the germs can go in there too. But that 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 shh shh, no more COVID. So they've been using those people as pawns since they've gotten in office, right? Well, he didn't like that, and he, he decided to have some other words. And then Braddy Kid got into it with him, and he had some words with her. And then this story was released yesterday. After Ron DeSantis sent two planes full of illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard, Newsom responded by sending a letter asking Attorney General Merrick Garland to investigate. Well, oh, hey, Governor, oh, Governor Wheels got involved. He also slammed Newsom for claiming migrants are being kidnapped. Uh, he says, I know the law very well. We have followed the law to a T and made sure everything we've done comports, comports with federal law. Now, does anybody remember, anybody, anybody remember when, 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 <laughs> when, when, when governor or the governor of California was mayor of San Francisco? Um, in 2006, Governor Mayor Gavin Newsom hired buses to take the homeless people in San Francisco and move them out of San Francisco. Huh. Huh. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? Uh, the NPR reporter who interviewed Gavin Newsom back in 2006 described the program as the mayor's brainchild. It was called Launched Homeward Bound, which gave homeless people a city uh, in the city a one-way Greyhound ticket out of the city. And then he came out and said, this is the best part of the whole thing. Remember, the vast majority of people that are out on the sidewalks are not from San Francisco. They have contacts somewhere else, a godparent, a mother, a sister, an uncle, a daughter. In 2019, Newsom told Axios on HBO that the vast majority of homeless people who participated in that program came from Texas. And according to PolitiFact, they gave the then mayor a rating of pants on fire, which goes with liar, liar. Twenty percent of homeward bound trips took place inside California and about 80 percent took place outside of the state. Texas was the most popular destination outside of California, but only accounted for 6.7 percent of the trips. Far from the vast majority. So uh, so all those people he sent to Texas, all the bums he sent to Texas that weren't from there, by the way. It's the same thing. And, and of course, this radio person came back and said, oh, it's different. Is that what your right-wing friends told you to say? It was completely different, blah, 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 blah. No, it's not. It's not different. Stop with this bullshit. 
when you get caught in something, just say, oh, shit. Like my body, my choice. Oh, that's different. Explain to me then, how is it different? The Dems railed on illegal alien votes, but then locked them down for two years and caused everything to become too expensive, which turned the illegal aliens against them. So now the Dems need new illegals to vote for them. The liberals believe anything these lying Dems claim, too. I was arguing with my friend about this, so blind to the facts. Did you hear DeSantis actually had those illegals sign paperwork saying it? Yes, of course he did, because he knows what the legal process is to send them to Vineyard and even supplied them with maps and sources on where to go for help. I hope they had one map and it went right to Barack Obama's residence. Sanders also gave them money and started to go fund them to get them a moped. Newscom welcomes all the homeless now. He wants the entire state to look like Skid Row in L.A. Antioch is starting to look that way with all the homeless camps all over the train tracks and drainage ditches. Well, just take take heed in that those are all from, they're all from Texas. While all Californians are moving to Texas, all the bums from Texas are moving to California, I guess. If, if I want to believe that rhetoric and that bullshit, which, by the way, I'm not going to believe that rhetoric and or that bullshit. He did the same thing in 2006. It, it, it's not different. It's not. And by the way, let, let, let's just tell the truth about homeless problems. I was talking to Braddy Kidd about this yesterday. And uh, she said, she said did, weren't, weren't the Olympics around that time? I said, no, 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 no. The Olympics were held in Salt Lake City. And Mitt Romney wanted to move them out because they didn't want to show all the homeless problems in Salt Lake City. So what they did is they just moved them a couple towns over. Because that is the goal of every municipality when it comes to homeless people, just not in my town. We want to move them. Now, the city of Reno is different because the city of Reno says, no, instead, let's take money from fucking municipalities like the fire department and the police department and build bums houses. Which is what they're doing. These little the little shed type deals, they're building them for the bums. Reno is is fastly becoming a non-tourist destination. I mean, thank God that you got Tahoe there because you got to fly into Reno and then you drive as fast as you fucking can up there. Because this mayor, and by the way, she'll probably get reelected if she if she runs again. She is ruining that city. Ruining it. Can someone inform the bums in Austin they're moving to California? No shit. In the vineyards, he uses his white name. Oh, Barry? (laughs) So look for Barry's house. You know, November just can't get here fast enough. I, I, I I just want it here. Because they, and once again, another mayor is upset. They now th- this is Eric Adams, the new mayor of New York City. 
New York City. There you go. I, I, sorry, I didn't warm you guys up. Um, says there is a humanitarian crisis happening in New York City. New York City. Because 25 immigrants have been bussed there. And they've been put on a Norwegian cruise ship. 2,500, and it's a humanitarian crisis. Yet the state of Texas gets tens of thousands of them a day. A day! Crazy homeless? Uh, Those small houses don't work. The assholes who infest them. Just make a mess, get chemicals in the walls, or leave it in a disgrace and move back to being homeless. Find a homeless person with drugs and just fucking shoot them dead. Right there on the spot. End of fucking problem. Crazy homeless? Lock them up. Problem solved. Ogre. Ogre. Don't get me. No, 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 no. I agree with you wholeheartedly. All these bums are going to do is ruin those little houses that people build. And they're going to end up being homeless again. It's a cycle that these people choose. I'm sorry, I'll say it. They choose it. Now, a lot of people say, "Well, Arnie, what about the homeless veterans?" I, you know what? If we could, if there was a strainer, if there was a a human strainer that we could uh, just walk the streets with and find all the veterans and help them, I'd be okay with that. But I'm not going to say that most of them are homeless veterans because most of them aren't homeless veterans. Uh, I say ship them to Baltimore, Chicago, and let the crime take care of it as well. When do we get to talk about how horrible most women politicians are? (laughs) Sorry, ladies. Um, I like that he's putting them on this Norwegian cruise ship. Fucking let it go. Let let, Let them just find a port of call somewhere. Put them on that boat and uh, just uh, crack a bottle of champagne or tequila or whatever you want on there and let that fucking thing go. Maybe we'll get lucky and there'll be an iceberg. Yes, I said it. Maybe we'll be lucky and there'll be an iceberg. Handouts don't have value, and that's why homeless will destroy any housing they're handed out. When someone works for their housing, they see value and take care of their housing. Yep. Ratburger says, I was in Reno three weeks ago on Saturday. It should have been filled with tourists. Instead, the place was a ghost town, except for the homeless. I saw two instances where two of them walked in the casino with their dogs and security did nothing. Just looked at them and turned their heads. Needless to say, I won't be back. On a good note, I have been in the Sands, tried their buffet. It was very small, but awesome food. All right, well, there you go. I haven't been in the Sands in forever. Politicians should consult the two most important manuals on solving crime. Escape from New York and escape from L.A. Amen. Or just call me. This is what you do. This is what you do. Governor Wheels, look, you're going to get a lot of shit for this, and I'm sure that when I'm president, I will allow this, or when Tommy's president, he'll allow it, and I'll, I'll see forward that you get what you need. Uh, I'll say it again, 50, 50 caliber Gatlin guns. Spaced out 200 yards apart from each other on the Mexican border. You cross, you get shot. Sorry.
Sands had a bar where beers were two bucks. Good stuff. Oh, I remember the old days, the Calneva. Oh, when the Calneva had a hot dog and a Heineken for a dollar. I think it's like three fifty now. And the hot dogs were spectacular. That was back in my drinking days. Yeah, so I could get 50-cent Heinekens. I never liked Heineken, but I didn't realize you had to pour it out of the glass. The glass gives it that nasty, skunky taste, but once again, I never drank for the taste. I drank for the effect. Oh, Jesus. Tyson Fury dropped off fucking flowers for the queen. Oh, and I'm sick and fucking tired of these assholes with their fucking dogs everywhere. In the hardware store, in the grocery store, in the bookstore, in the fucking restaurant. Stop being such entitled fucking jerk-offs and leave your dogs at home. If you're trying to equate your goddamn pet with a child, you have a fucking screw loose that is spaghetti strainer of a brain. Bravo. Yes. Yes, indeed. One of my favorite stories, uh, illegal live splatter. Uh, I remember I, when I had moved back to Reno, it was it was part of this whole bring your dog everywhere thing. And look, I love my dog, but uh, I'm not going to take him anywhere because he's a pain in the ass. But I was in the Apple store. And, and I, I'm standing in the Apple store waiting for my, my Apple Brainiac or whatever they're fucking called. And this person has brought their dog in there. Well, their dog decided to take a gigantic shit right in the middle of the floor. And I'm just sitting there. And, I mean, the store stinks now because this is a fresh fucking turd that the dog laid. And the lady couldn't be bothered. And I'm sitting there going, wait a second. I, I understand service animals, like for blind folks and shit like this, but all these emotional support animals, can we just gird up our fucking balls and grow some? I need my support animal to be able to go to a grocery store. Then you don't need to go to the grocery store, okay? Here's the deal. You can get shit delivered. Stay at home. I need my support animals. I I have a support hamster that I have to take everywhere with me. Oh, where'd it go? Shut the fuck up. God almighty, I swear. Oh. Alicia says, good morning, fuckers. Last night was my Friday and... (laughs) Is all I gotta say. Well, welcome to the show today. Blows like a goddamn dog park now. Keep your fucking dogs at home. Your dogs don't like those places. Hey, you know what happens when you bring your dogs with you? Hey, morons. Hey, think about this. The next time in the summertime that you want to take your dog to Lowe's or to the Apple Store or to anything like that, when you park your car, take your shoes off. That's right in the summertime I'm talking. Take your shoes off and walk on that fucking hot pavement just like your poor dogs have to. They don't like it. By the way, dogs, dogs IQs, we we all think dogs are so smart and they're so great. Dogs are retarded. 
in the spectrum of, of things, they're below the IQ line where they are in the retard level. Believe me, Bubba is one of the biggest retards I've ever seen. I love him, but damn, is that dog dumb. And they don't like stimulation like that. They just don't. Uh, I brought my dog to Lowe's over the weekend. I definitely brought a bag and paper towels if an accident occurred. Am I a weirdo? Yeah, you're a weirdo because your damn dog is... Your dog is a corgi. The hell are you taking a corgi to Lowe's for? You can take a corgi to, like, the nail salon. You don't take a corgi to Lowe's. It's fucking ridiculous. I hear about people taking, uh, talking about registering their dog for special privilege, and it blows my mind. So fucking entitled. Oh, it, it, it's maddening. You think dogs taking a shit is the worst? Uh, the people that go... Uh, pick cherries are the worst. They use the bathroom at the grocery store and diarrhea all over the restroom. Or the mental person that poops at the drain and produce in the produce section. Like everyone has a mental illness and I need to have a random untrained mutt as a service animal. How about if a dog can pass a kindergarten and standardized test then maybe you can bring them to a store. Otherwise they're shedding, shitting, barking, noisy ball of fur. And I love my noisy ball of fur. I do. Even when he challenges me. Yesterday, he's outside, right? That's the only dog I've ever... He's so well well behaved 90% of the time. 95% of the time. But he still has those moments where he's like, yeah, I'm going to test this. And it happened yesterday. Bubba sits in the house all day. So, you know, we let him out. Let him out. 10 times a day, 10, 20 times a day. Hell, I don't know how many times that motherfucker goes outside. So he likes to go out there and lay right in the middle of the yard. It's 93 degrees outside. He's got the sun beaming on him. I open the door. I'm like, Bubba, let's go. And he, he doesn't even move. I'm like, Bubba. And I get that, that slow head turn like, yeah, what do you want? And I'm like, motherfucker, I know you didn't pass out. So now I have to go out there. This is a new little game he and I play. And I have to go out there, and I rub him into the grass, and I get grass all over him, and he gets all happy, and then he runs inside. I don't like the game. Pretty soon he's going to get fucking tennis balls thrown at him because I don't like walking out there. Diarrhea, cha-cha-cha. Diarrhea. Fucking I'm getting a service lion. See who blocks the fucking aisle with their cart. <laughs> yeah, no shit. How about that? How about if I had a service silverback? I guess Norman will be staying at home from now on, bullies. I Look, look, look. You want to take your dogs places, that's fine. And I appreciate you, Pammy, saying that you at least have the cleanup items in case a dog takes a shit or something. You can't do a whole lot if the dog takes a piss. But, I, I look, I don't care if you take your animals anywhere. I, I, I scoffed at it. Who am I to tell you where to take your animals? But if your animals do shit, and, and Pammy, I know that you would take care of this. If your dog shit in the aisle, clean it up. That lady, that lady at the Apple store didn't even budge to clean up the shit. It's one of those Apple geniuses had to clean it up. A pet eagle with fangs just for Johnny Lawrence. 
We call our big axle Mr. Uh, Mosey because when you want him to move, it takes him sweet-ass time to mosey on over. The... Oh, yeah. Oh, let me let me just tell you, Bubba walks like a lion. He drags his feet. He just walks slow. He's like, yeah, I'm the king. And then something, you know, falls on the ground. He, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God, I'm scared. I'm taking my pet crocodile for an outing at Lowe's. He was hungry, so he ate the dogs that were there. I rarely take him out, and I would never do so if it was hot. Well, there you go. So we went from talking about illegal aliens to dogs in stores, because that's what we do on this show. I love that 2,500 illegal aliens is a, a humanitarian crisis in a city of over 16 million. Eric Adams needs to shut the fuck up. I don't care if people bring their dogs to low. I don't shop there. What bothers me is they bring their dogs to grocery stores. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of dogs. Like, I, it, dogs in restaurants, unless that some bitch is blind. And why would a blind person take a dog to the movies? I mean, that... Uh, I'll say that as a joke, but I bet it happens in Florida. Oh, all the time. Pammy, if it's hot, just leave him in the car while you shop. Just kidding. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm thinking about starting a uh, uh, one of those big old fucking lawsuits because now a federal court has ruled along with the great state of Texas about that clip that I played you yesterday. That big tech has no freewheeling First Amendment rights to censor. Oh, I'm ready. I'm I'm ready for fucking TikTok to take down my next video, and I'm starting a class action lawsuit against them. You have impeded my guaranteed constitutional rights. Though, to be honest, I'd rather see dogs in stores than homeless people. I saw a guy leaving Whole Foods the other day with a sharp stick <laughs> jutting out of his backpack with that strung-out look in his eyes. Needless to say, the security guard was keeping an eye on that fucker. I don't, you know what I really hate seeing? I, say, I really hate seeing homeless people with pets. I, 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 to me, that's, like, just awful. Oh, in restaurants, too, like, that's what bothers me about people wanting the, the random mutt to be a service animal when they aren't disabled. Like, real disabilities, not the new age made-up ones, yeah. Um, federal appeals court held, upheld a Texas law on Friday that seeks to curb censorship on social media. The ruling, a major victory for Republicans. It, it, no, it, it, it's a major victory for free speech. They say this could end up in the civil uh, in the Supreme Court. The lawsuit is challenging House Bill 20, a Texas bill signed into law by Greg Abbott, regulates social media platforms with more than 50 million monthly users, which includes Google, Facebook, Twitter, and everything else, and says they cannot censor or limit user speech based on viewpoint and expression. Hallelujah! I want my page of over 100,000 followers back right now. 
And if you don't TikTok, give me my page back that has over 100,000 followers. I am going to sue you for $5 billion. $5 billion. I need to find me a lawyer. Federal Judge Andrew Oldham of the Fifth Circuit Court said platforms argued for a rather odd investigation of the First Amendment that buried somewhere in the person's enumerated right to free speech lies in a corporation's unenumerated right to muzzle speech. Today we reject the idea that corporations have a freewheeling First Amendment right to censor what people say. Hmm. When you say $5 billion, you need to be pinky. $5 billion. Yes, my pinky was there. Look, because either they're going to give me my page back or we're going to settle for a number that's in the millions somewhere. Oh, you're absolutely right, Douglas. TikTok is lowering the next generation. But you see, that's how people are being discovered now, though, is on TikTok. I mean, honestly, th- this podcast... This podcast should be on either Barstool or it should be on Spotify. One of those two. I have a listener mail today about a podcast. And I'm going to tell you, the work that I put into this show each and every day and the content that I put out there, I put out new content every single day. I'm a company's fucking dream. And that's what I was using the TikTok platform for was to grow the show, and it was starting to work. And then out of nowhere, I had my 120,000 people fucking taken away. My new account, and it's because I've been shadow banned. I still have an account warning on my account. I have 3,700 people following me now. It went from 120,000 to 3,700. My son told me he wanted to grow up to be a gamer and YouTuber. I rolled my eyes and felt less optimistic about his future. Hopefully he grows out of this. And he, he probably will. He's, he's still a kid. Oh, I can't wait to take some of Mark Zuckerberg's money. And, and, and I want to go back in time. Remember everybody that put up jokes or put up their ideas about COVID? And then all of a sudden, boom, there was a warning level. This is misinformation. No, actually, it's a joke. You remember all that? Yeah, I want to get paid for that shit, too. Now, I could see a way around this. Oh, yeah, I could definitely see a way around this. Because a lot of people are saying, well, you sign up and you check the agreements. Yeah, but you can't give your rights away. Unless you have to pay for it. It's like when you go to Sam's or Costco. You pay to be a member of that store. Which means that they get to accost you at the door to check your receipt. And let me, we got to go to Sam's today. And I have become less and less a fan of Sam's. But at Sam's, you you check yourself out usually. Use the self-checker, right? And you go through there. and, and, And I... Stealing from Stams is stupid. I can't put all that fucking 
you know, all that soy sauce down my pants. But you walk out, and the, the person checks your cart to see, okay, they've got six items in there. And then they scan like four of them. Well, why don't you just scan all six, let me pay you, and let me walk out? If you're going to check it that thoroughly, Costco's great. Costco, you go in there, you show your card, you, you fucking check yourself out. You show the gal the receipt, she looks around, fucking checks it off, you're gone. No beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. What will happen is that there will be a huge class action lawsuit against the social media giants, and each claim will get a dollar. The lawyer, however, will make millions. That's why I want to be first. I don't care. I just, you know what? I don't want them to take my fucking jokes down anymore. I don't understand on that platform of TikTok. We'll, we'll sit here and talk about TikTok for a second. They have they have scenes from one of the days of the New York Fashion Show where they were exhibiting or they 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 were showing exhibiting sex tape. People put tape all over their bodies and they have sex and but but this is supposed to be fashionable. And they show that on TikTok. That's okay. But me telling a joke about, you know, what's the difference between Dark chocolate in people, you can still buy dark chocolate. It's something like, and that joke got taken down. I'm sitting there going, it's a joke, people. That's all it is. See, we've gotten into this thing, and, and I played the clip yesterday from Bill Maher talking about how we're, we're using today's standards to go back, and I forgot what he called it. But it's so true. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Christopher Columbus was such a murderer. We're not going to celebrate his day anymore. Why? He, he found America. He, he contributed. He, he, uh, he did atrocities. But guess what? Atrocities were going on all over the world because that is how the world worked. Slaves. Black people have not been the only slaves in this world. By the way, what do you say when, when it turns out that movie that I was telling you about yesterday, the story that we were telling you is 100% true, that black tribes used to sell their fucking people to the white colonists? So what, why is it that, that, that we, we can't we ignore that? Presentism, there it is, thank you, presentism. So if you're if you're a West African, if you if you're a descendant of that tribe, you're a slave trader. Sorry, not sorry. I'm just going with what history says. But of course we change it in the movie to where they're fighting people that are that are in the slave trade. And Viola Davis comes out and says, if you don't see this movie, you're a racist. Huh? How about I don't have fucking time? Question, are you allowed to say anything disparaging about China on TikTok, such as Ulgers and slavery or China virus? I'm not sure. I, I've told an Asian jokes on there before. Like, what do you call an overweight Asian sex worker? Chunky Ho? Thank you. Uh, that, that's a V-Coop joke. 
V Coop's my head rider. Is the reason the Little Mermaid is black because they're going to say her family spawned from slaves flown overboard into the sea? Well, see, I used that joke from V Coop yesterday. Why is the, the new Little Mermaid so unrealistic? Because she knows her father. I mean, that, that, what's the best part about dating a girl from the hood? You never have to meet her father. You see, these are jokes. And I know that some of y'all are laughing right now. And let me just tell you, it's okay to laugh. These hit jobs that they do on these comedians like Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, the, the homophobia in his show. There was no such thing as homophobia in 1988. We didn't know what that word meant. We knew that the nursery rhymes were funny. We knew that he was funny. And once again, oh, his, his, his disrespect of women caused women to get beat all over the place. Okay, so I was raised with Andrew Dice Clay. Was one of my all-time favorite comedians. When my wife hit me, did I hit her back? No. Because I knew better than to ever hit a woman. Well, how can that be? I swear, the fucking stupidity of the mouthy Karens and asshole dudes. I don't know what the male Karen's name is, but I am done. I am done. It. I've never, knock on, hopefully this is wood here. Knock on wood, I've never run into a Karen because if I run into a Karen, I'm going to punch the bitch. Flat out, look, no, I, I don't have time to argue with you back and forth. I have time to land a right hand. Wham! If you go back far enough, every culture has been slave at one point or another, even Romans. Yes, the Slavs, where the word slave comes from. The Slavs. Look, look and see how dark skin there is. Theirs is. Right? They're correct before Andrew Dice Clay. Women were never beaten. No, except in that time called the 50s. That we all, we love to reminisce when the, the dad came home and, and June Cleaver had his scotch waiting for him at the table. And if she didn't, whack, backhand to her. Uh, Douglas says, Radberger, you're back. How you been? Oh, he's never left. Radberger just, uh, Radberger communicates on a whole different level. Because Ratburger is the fucking man. That's all I got to say. Ratburger is the fucking man. <sighs> all right. What, what else do we have? Uh, oh, we have one more. I think we have one more story here. Two more. Oh, oh, yes, we do have this. I have to do this story. This makes me tingly. Like, in an inappropriate way. You know America's uh, precious, Stacey Adams, the the fat bitch that ran for governor uh, of Georgia and lost, and then lost on the recount, and then lost on the second recount. Um, she spoke at an Atlanta church on Sunday. Now... This is interesting because this is all about optics, right? The world is all about optics. By the way, the church that she spoke at, their pastor, the guy who runs the church, 
told a Baltimore congregation to make gay people feel uncomfortable in their skin. Pastor Jamal H. Bryant, who repeatedly praised anti-Semitic Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan, promoted Precious's visit on Twitter a couple of times over the last few days, saying her visit would be historic and that she'll be the next governor of Georgia. And there she is greeting him in a picture, giving him a hug and a kiss on the cheek. Uh, It is my privilege to warmly welcome to this pulpit, through this sanctuary, the most powerful church in the whole state of Georgia, my Spelman College sister, an amazing trailblazer, somebody who God anointed from birth for this moment, America's precious. Yet, you should make gay people feel uncomfortable. You, you, you know what's so funny about that is Atlanta has a lot of gay people. Rut row. Same Stacey Adams who's losing in the polls for the second attempt. Yes, that one right there, Ogre. Who, by the way, let me let me go ahead and, and let me let me go forward a little bit in the conversation. The same Stacey Adams who will lose the governorship yet claim it was rigged against her and they'll have to have a fucking rerun and she'll lose that one and they'll do a recount and she'll lose that one and people will still say. And by the way, she was just on The View a couple weeks ago. By the way, where is The View having the Republican nominee? Because aren't they supposed to, out of fairness, in broadcasting, aren't they supposed to give the exact same amount of time to the Republican candidate? Or we just don't do that shit anymore, huh? Oh, okay. Okay, great. Super duper. By the way, when she was on The View, she said that that election was stolen from her. Where's Homeland Security? Homeland Security needs to interview her immediately. She didn't believe in election results. Home, Homeland Security, get, to, get, get on that. Good God. I swear to God, the inconsistencies of politicians, and I, I'm not going to just put this on Dem. Right now it's falling on Democrats because Democrats are in charge. Republicans are just as inconsistent. Maybe not. I'm going to say they're not quite as, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um they're not quite as messy as the Democrats are when it comes to being inconsistent. They clean it up a little bit. Democrats don't give a shit. Democrats are like, wow, we got the, we got the presidency, we got the House, we got the Senate. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Just come November. Oh, God, is it going to be amazing. By the way, Joe Biden's... Um, well, there it is right there. Joe Biden's nearly 100 executive orders that he's signed into office. Just to let you know, it's cost the American taxpayers $1.5 trillion. I just, I just want to let you know that in a year and a half, his executive orders, at one time in this country, the national debt from 1776 all the way to, I believe it was 1976, which is 200 years, was like a trillion dollars. 
for 200 years. And you had the great industrial boom of the, the late 1800s, early 1900s. Fought in a couple world wars in that time. Korea, Vietnam. It was $1 trillion for 200 years. This president right here has signed 100 executive orders that surpassed $1.5 trillion. And that adds to our debt, which is now $31 trillion. Can you imagine the bill collector calling the president's office? Uh, yeah, hi. Uh, I'd like to talk to the president, please. Uh, my name's Stan. I work for uh, Jones Recovery Company. Yeah, hi, Mr. President. I just want to let you know that uh, you are quite behind on your national debt. Uh, you're going to owe us $31.5 trillion. What's that? You're cutting out, sir. Oh, I'm being shot at right now. Oh, okay, I see how it goes. Thank you, uh, Mr. President. Fucking stupid. All right, last story, and it has to do with yesterday and the queen and her croaking. Just wait till you see what this is and hear it. Let's see. Play. Oh, this player is fucking killing me. The person singing is uh, Canadian Prime Minister uh, Pierre Trudeau. Yeah, he got good and sauced last night at a hotel in, in Great Britain and decided to start just doing Queen songs right there at the piano. Stacy will take, out her, take it out on her campaign organizer, Little Debbie. Stacey Abrams still won't concede the election again. Uh, a gospel musician from Quebec was playing the piano. Trudeau has become known for his work. Virtue signaling politics seemed oblivious to the whole solemn reason his visit to London. There he is standing with his ugly wife, Sophie. Oh, it shows a picture of him once meeting the queen. Oh, it's so great. But he decides to get all liquored up on this somber day and start doing queen songs right there. What a penis. I just got to say, what a penis that guy is. And he decided Bohemian Rhapsody was a proper tribute to the queen, right? I mean, I mean, I, I, there, are, there are so many other, at least though, at least, thank God he did choose Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, can you imagine? Oh, you gonna take me home tonight? Oh, down beside that red firelight. This one goes to the queen. Oh, you gonna let it all hang out, fat bottom girls? You make the rockin' world go round. Yes, fat bottom girls. Good God Almighty. Good job there, Justin Trudeau. Now, once again, once again, let's play the game that we hate playing. 
What if that would have been a conservative leader? Oh, the humanity. They'd probably be banned from Great Britain. I swear to God. Oh, to be in charge of the loudspeakers at Westminster Abbey for the funeral for only like 10 seconds. Oh. (laughs) Okay, so if I'm in charge for 10 seconds, let's see, what am I going to do? Uh... Uh, Let's say some beautiful words about the queen. With that song, my neck, my back, my pussy, and my crack. I'd play God Save the Queen by the Sex Pistols before getting tackled by every cop in London. <laughs> oh, now see that? And it would totally be worth it. get about that far in that song but it'd be worth it oh it'd be totally worth it fucking you could become friends probably with johnny rotten then how great would that be oh man well if joe were he he forgotten the words forgotten he was singing and eventually he would just sit down and said oh never mind so the best way to get something done if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. How could I be the president of the United States of America? We still don't know, sir. 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com is where you can write me. If you'd like to be a part of Listener Mail, you still got some time. Let me know on the Mixler board if you do write in this time. Uh, but uh, we're going to do mail brought to you by JS Floors next here at HarneyRadio.com. They packed up all his buckles and shipped his saddle to his dad. By the way the house looked, she must have took it back. The workers come on Monday to fix the door and patch the wall. They say she just went crazy the night she got the call. He was up in Wyoming. Drew a bull no man could ride He promised her he'd turn out Well, it turned out that he'd lie And all the dreams that they'd been living In the California sand Died right there beside him in shining 
They say she just went crazy Screaming out his name She ran out into the ocean And to this day they claim That if you go down by the water You'll see her footprints in the sand Cause every night she walks the beaches of Cheyenne They never found her body Just her diary by the bed They told about the fight they had And the words that she had said When he told her he was writing She said then I don't give a damn If you never come back from Cheyenne They say she just went crazy Screaming out his name She ran out into the ocean And to this day they claim That if you go down by the water You'll see her footprints in the sand Cause every night she walks the beaches of Cheyenne Nobody can explain it Some say she's still alive Well, this town has closed down way too early And there's nothing to do So I'm driving around in circles And I'm thinking about you Today I heard you got a new last name Sure didn't know it was gonna hit me this way And the radio just keeps on playing all these songs about rain Now there's all kind of songs about babies and love that goes right But for some unknown reason nobody wants to play them tonight It's sunny wherever you are But that's sure not the picture tonight in my car And it sure ain't easing my pain All these songs like rainy night in Georgia And Kentucky rain but Here comes that rainy day feeling No 
vacation I'm gonna take my problem to the United Nations Well, I called the congressman and he said, quote I'd like to help you, son, but you're too young to vote Sometimes I wonder what I'm gonna do Cause there ain't no cure for the summertime blues Once again, main event, fucking chicks. I, 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 by the way, I don't care that Bailey's back. Bailey's ugly. Her tag team partners are ugly. Taking on Alexa Bliss, who's good looking. Her partner's Asuka, and then and, and the black chick who's got all the hair. Ugly. Look, if you want to have Liv Morgan wrestle Alexa Bliss all the time, that's fine. They, they, there could be a, a partial boob pop out. I don't know. Maybe a part of the vagine pops out. Maybe, I don't know. But stop with all the damn chick matches, especially the main events. Good God. Oh, enough is enough already. Uh, speaking of that, let's see. One of very few Garth songs I can stomach. Yeah, Beach of the Cheyenne, not, not a bad song. I don't mind that one too much. It is now time for listener mail here at ArnieRadio.com. All you got to do is write me at arnieradio1 at gmail.com, and your letters will get on. By the way, Listener Mail is brought to you each and every week by the fine folks at JS Floors, the best flooring stores in the West. Oh, the rest, let me tell you what they like to do. I just found this out. When they come to your house for a quote-unquote estimate, They bring a bunch of their people with them, and what they do is they take nude photos of themselves all around your house, and then they develop those nude photos and send them to nursing homes with your return address. Oh, it's disgusting. I know it's gross. They're sending a lot of dick pics to nursing homes. You know who doesn't send dick pics to nursing homes? My good friend Jesse at JS Floors. What's he doing? 
He's too busy putting in the best floors known to mankind, so you should give him a call at 775-267-4123. Christopher says the rest are too busy filing a lawsuit against Home Depot for not letting their emotional support donkey. Home Depot says that the donkey wasn't the problem. It was the S&M gear they were dressed in. <laughs> as long as we don't have to see Charlotte Flair's dick pop out, amen to that. Games last night helped me win my matchup with fantasy football this week. I changed my team name to Cowboy Coochies and win. See, there you go. Uh, all right, first one here. Let, let, let's get through this, huh? Oh, we got a lot of mail. Lots. Welcome to Mail Call. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for Mail Call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Arnie, long-time listener from your 98 Rock days. That station isn't the same without you. <laughs> Amen to that. Uh, my question is, I know you've talked about it before, but I'm looking to buy a nice watch, and I can't remember the brand of watch you said you like slash wear. I listen every day. Keep up the great work. Thanks for making three hours of my day go uh, go at work go by fast. Thanks, James. Um, Invicta. I, I love Invicta watches because they're big, giant watches. Now you gotta have you gotta have pretty big wrists to wear these watches, and that's why I love them so much. Now, if that watch is too big for you, I understand. Uh, Boulevards are really good. Citizens are good. And these are watches that are within the 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 one to three hundred dollar category. I mean, you can always buy a cheaper watch. I, I mean, there there are plenty of cheaper watches to buy. But these are decent watches. Yeah, you, you don't need to get up into the Rolex world yet, or into the Pajets uh, or Pajets or whatever those are fucking called. Those are hundreds of thousands of dollars. You don't need anything that fancy. Look, look, Invictus are really really nice. There, there, there's an Invicta that I'd really, really like, and it, it would be the most in, expensive Invicta I've ever gotten. It's like a $600 watch, but it's one of Shaq's, and it's got like two carats of diamonds in it, and it's huge. I love that watch. I haven't gotten it yet, but I, I have plenty of watch. I have plenty, of, but Invictas are my go-to watch. I, I, I trust those wholeheartedly. Uh, Movado got my boy a lot of attention from Gold Diggers, LOL. Movados are okay. Movados don't fit my wrist. They, they're just too small. A lot of the watches, like, like I have to look at, if I see a watch online that I like and it's a, a decent price and I can maybe get it someday, first thing I have to look at is how big the face is. Because Invictus have gotten me used to having a big-ass watch and a big-ass face on there to where it has to be 45 millimeters or bigger. If it's smaller than that, it's like I'm wearing a lady's watch. But Invicta, it, James, I, 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 you can't go wrong with their watches. They're, they're really, really good watches. Uh, another one that's it's expensive. It, it is really expensive. Oh, I can't think of the name of it now. But they do keep really, really good time. Fuck, I can't think of it. They're about $1,000, $1,000, $2,000. $1, can't think of shit. And when I think of it, I, I'll, I'll say I got a Michael Kors watch. It's all black. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Oh, look, look. Like I said, there are plenty of nice watches out there. It depends on what you like. 
And look, don't be afraid to go to places like J.C. Penney. J.C. Penney have they have really nice watches. They have Boulevard watches there. They have Citizen watches. They have Invictus as well. Forty-five millimeters or bigger. That's what she said. Yes, that is what she said. And every once in a while, you can get something decent on Facebook. Like you look at Facebook, they they have plenty of Tussauts. Those are really nice watches. Uh, those aren't those aren't break the bank watches. So there you go. But Boulevard, I would say, like if you want it dressy or fancy, look at a Boulevard watch. Those are really really good. There you go. All right, that's the first one. Got that one out of the way. And now we have our second letter. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you Now, want? Now, this, uh, that someone needs help. We have a couple of uh, needing help letters, more so than the, even the watch. So that means, that's right, it's time to sing. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, get ready. No insurance. As this is going to be fun. I promise you that. All right, here we go. A couple I haven't done in a while. Now, earlier this didn't these ads did not pop up when I was rehearsing. Here we go. Mm-hmm. I am somebody that you don't know, but you're asking me things that I know, and I'm like, damn. It's 8 a.m. Ask me on the street, it's aight. Ask me online, it's out of sight. And I'm like, hey, you're okay. Because I don't need no coffee, I don't need no tea. Just give me Dr. Pepper, that's all that I need. Uh huh. And sticks and stones only break them bones. And. something here that did not sound right there we go much much better uh let's see when arnie sings in chinese i'll be super impressed <laughs> don't ask me to do that now that's going to be a challenge jesus criminy we got one more one more song to do yeah we got one more song to do here because uh, we're helping a lot of people out here today so uh, this one is a classic here we go <clears throat> By the way, I'm doing this all with a dip in too. If you need help, then I can help you. And I know I won't be wrong You like how I sing? Well, I sing to answer All the questions you have for me 
down, touching me, touching me, I'm touching me. if you give me some tips when it comes to uh, doing a podcast. Okay. I play guitar, and I wanted to start a show that is all about guitars, where to find rare ones, techniques, etc. What sort of equipment will I need? Uh, I know you talked about getting a new board recently, just wondering about what it takes to do a good podcast. Yes, my new board is on order. Uh, very excited about that. Neil, let me, let me ask you this real quick. And, and, and I'm very reluctant to give people tips on podcasting due to the fact that I think there are too many podcasts. Ogre says, what the fuck is wrong with this podcast, Neil? Um, I think there are far too many podcasts that are out there in the world. And people want to do a podcast just because they want to do a podcast. And celebrity podcasts piss me off because they get their little celebrity friends in there and they get millions of hits because people like celebrities. Well, I don't have a lot of celebrity friends. I don't have any celebrity friends. So I have to actually do a podcast. I actually have to do a broadcast. So you want to do all this stuff on guitars. Do you realize how much work goes involved into a podcast? Because there's a lot of work. You have to have. Story after story after story after story. Or technique after technique after technique. You have to build it up. You have to go out there. But I'll help you out. The, you don't necessarily need a board. You need something that if you're going to give techniques out, I imagine you'll playing be playing the guitar. So you're going to have to have a board that has plugins for that. My my best my best advice I, I can tell you and they don't pay me to do this but they've always been good to me, uh, they've never given me shit that that's too expensive to use. They've always been good, and that's Guitar Center. Go to Guitar Center and tell them what you're you're thinking about and and what you're doing, and they can put you in the right stuff. You don't need to buy a microphone that costs five thousand dollars. Okay, you don't you don't need a board that has you know. 78 channels on it. You just need something that can get you on, and you need to find a good place to do your podcast. You need to find a a good area to do it, and then you have to promote your podcast. Otherwise, you're just going to be in that, that, I, I, I don't even know how many podcasts are on now, probably in the millions. And half of them suck because they don't know what they're doing. Look, look, look. I have the easiest job in the world because I just get to talk for a living. But the, the, the guts of this show, the meat and potatoes of the show is you have to put it together. 
the music, the everything, the stories. You have to figure out how they're going to go. You're going to have to figure out how to do all that kind of stuff. It's a pain in the ass sometimes. When I get off the air, when I get out, when I get done, it's about noon here in, in Texas. And I give myself about an hour to an hour to two to where I can eat and kind of relax and just kind of breathe. And then I start looking for the next stories of the next day. And sometimes that goes from 2 o'clock until I go to bed. Last night I was sent a story by Stephanie that that is going to make, it's the last story that we're doing today because it's so funny. But I find stories, and and Braddy Kid sends me a lot of stories late. People send me stories all the time, and and I I get stories sent to me at at 5 o'clock in the morning. So it... You want to do your podcast on guitars, that's cool and everything, but just don't muck up the system. <laughs> um, let's see, Neil, you should talk about the guitars uh, of the Zen Ogre. He's available. There you go. Uh, how many of the podcasts you've been on are still going? Shit, but not many. Uh, Warbird says, <laughs> I'm not a celebrity list. Oh, of course you are. I'm Reno Wood. I'm a fan of the show. Well, you, you're my biggest celebrity so far, Warbird. And I love you for it, buddy. Uh, the best advice is not to have dead air time, LOL. Amen to that. Half are bad. I would say at least 80% are bad, and that's me giving the benefit of the doubt. That is true. You got a lot of these people, you know, a lot of the, and, and I don't mean to pick on you gals, but some of these housewives that stay home, they're like, oh, let's put a podcast together. We'll do a podcast about our area. And they end up just fucking going on there, getting drunk and fucking babbling on. And that takes up another spot in the podcast world. Oh, if there, I, I mean, th- this is why I get so mad. I mean, look at Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle gets paid $100 million and she's done three. Three! Now, if I was the boss at Spotify, I'd be on the horn with her today because I guess they're flying back to finally get back together with their kids. And I'd be like, hey, Megan, okay, um, since you're really horrible at podcasting, we're going to go ahead and do the show for you, and what we're going to do is we're going to ask you questions about the funeral and everything and all the pomp and circumstance, because that's what people are going to want to know. And I will say this right now. I, I, will, I will risk my putrid broadcasting reputation, even though I am a Hall of Famer, I will say that she does not do one fucking story. She does not talk about this funeral at all. Or if it is, it's in passing, and oh, with respect, I'm not going to say anything. But that is why she got $100 million from Spotify, is for all the dirt. How about those podcasts by alcoholic former radio show producers who do roller derby? I didn't know she does a podcast. Oh, are you? which one are you talking about? The one that moved to Michigan or the one that was fired? That podcast where everyone was secretly swinging and then they all got in a fight and got exposed? Probably not a good idea, no. Oh, God, wouldn't that be great if that square wrinkle in her dress was a hidden microphone? That would, I mean, fuck, I'd, I'd, I'd be like, wow, okay, that's good. Something's messed up here. Well, hold on a second. Fuck you, too. 
Okay, I, I got to play something longer on this. Hold on. Give me a music bed. Um. Okay. We had to adjust one of the things. The fired kind, the one who went to Michigan was fantastic. Yes, the one that went to Michigan, I missed, and I, I, I love her to death. I, I heard about that podcast. I don't even think she's doing it anymore. I have a suggestion. If you're hot with a nice chest, arms, abs, play your guitar naked. Might set you above the rest. Yeah, yeah. Well, then you'd need a camera. See, and, and, and that's what we're working on. We're working on hopefully next year. I know I said it this year, but hopefully next year there will be ways that you can watch me do the broadcast as well. Fingers crossed. Fingers are crossed on that one. The new website is going to be phenomenal, though. I already know that. The new website is going to be so phenomenal and easy to use and updated every day to where I, I don't have to go, hey, go to social media and look at Christopher's movie review. Instead, I'll say, go to Arnie Radio and look at Christopher's movie review. Oh, the hits alone. That should generate advertising like a champ. Woo! We've got a meeting with the sales guy on Monday. Very excited about that. Just to let you know, we might be ending the show a little early on Monday so I can get to that meeting. Um, but, yes. So, uh, in, in your question there about a podcast, make your podcast different from other shitty podcasts. Go out there and check and see how many guitar podcasts there are. And, and I'm not trying to shit on your dreams here. I, I know that you want to share your love for guitars, and, and I respect that. But but you got to set yourself apart from the others you got to make yourself different uh yes they own that uh it doesn't work out without the commissioner anyway yeah cowboys girl they own that and i wouldn't touch that with it i don't want to touch anything with a 10-foot pole that they did every radio show does some sort of listener mail so i can do that i don't touch anything that they've ever done because i don't want to get a cease and desist letter again the first time was for a picture and the second time, the second time was for my bio that was actually written in an, a, a newspaper article about me. So, yes, I, I look, I, I, I don't want to fuck with him because the little man disease is big in that guy. Uh, all right, here we go. Next one. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Yeah, yeah, so much for that, swoosh. Uh, Dear Arnie, I heard your email last week about quitting drinking, and I wanted to say thank you to you because I was putting everything in the way of stopping like my girlfriend and friends in general. Last week, we had a guy ask me about quitting drinking, yet his girlfriend isn't going to quit drinking, and he's worried, and I said, hey, that's just an excuse. Don't worry about her. Do you. All you got to do is figure out yourself. So this person is saying they did the same things. I appreciate that you didn't really sugarcoat the fact that those are only excuses because that's what they are. I've been sober for almost a week, and it's hard, but I'm taking it, like you said, one day at a time, and that is from Sean, spelled the correct way, S-H-A-W-N. S-E-A-N, I still don't understand how that says Sean, but that's just me. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're a person that thinks that you have a problem with alcohol or whatever you have an al- a problem with, once you start saying, well, but these people drink and I don't want to affect it, fuck them. 
Once again, rule three on this show is fuck your feelings. Fuck them. Their drinking doesn't matter to you. They, if they can drink socially and you can't, well, that's the, that's the cross you bear. Stop making excuses. If you want to stop, stop. I wish I could do a podcast just to see if I can do it, but I know nobody would listen. I don't even think my wife would listen. <laughs> Christopher, I hear that. My own wife doesn't listen to my music. I pretty much make music for me at this point just to get it out of my head. And that's good. Look, look. If nobody listened to this show, I'd be okay. I'd still be doing it. Because I have to get this shit out, too. I'm, I'm exactly like you, Ogre. When I see these news stories and I need to vent, good God, I need to vent. Hangtown Jen says, bravo, Sean. Way to take responsibility and control of your life and your actions. Yes, because only you can. I know one thing that I didn't mention last week. Sean, maybe this will help you in your battle as you have seven days of sobriety. And I say, uh, awesome job. Great job. I know how hard it is, especially that first week. But get yourself a hula hoop and drop it over your head. And everything inside that hula hoop, you can control. The rest doesn't fucking matter. Only You can only control yourself. And, and when I learned that, that was one of the greatest things I ever learned. And I learned that late in sobriety. And I think that that's one of the most powerful things I ever learned. Next to the other powerful thing that I learned from my dad is that you can never have the ninth, 10th, or 11th drink going out if you don't have the first. I know, I mean, it's easy to say that, but when you think about it, it, it makes so much sense. Like, how can I not drink nine or 10 drinks a night? Well, don't start. Don't have the first one, and you'll, if you don't have the first one, you can never, ever get to the ninth or tenth. That also applies to installing floors. The rest don't matter. No, they don't. Only JS floors matters. One day I was on a trip with my ex-wife, and one of my songs came on the shuffle, and she didn't realize it was my music until after she called it garbage. And I told her it was my band song. Nice to hear what you really think about my music. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry about that, buddy. Uh, that's so bad. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. It's here. Listen up. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Oh, Arnie. Oh, this isn't going to be good. How bad did you feel that the Cowboys won and you picked against them? I have to say that I did think about that the other day watching the game. Now will you pick them blindly for the rest of the season because of this big win? That's from Glenn. Uh, I didn't feel bad at all. Hey, I, I, I want to win. And, and by the way, every expert in America was probably with me saying the Cowboys should, should have lost that game. Joe, for some reason, picked the Cowboys, which I was, I was dumbfounded by. But, uh, no, I will not pick them blindly. I'll pick them next week against the New York Giants. Look, I like how Cooper Rush is playing. Cooper Rush played a good game. If you have Cooper Rush in there and, and, and Tony Pollard, hell, I'm excited about the Cowboys. 
It's when that shitbag who stole the number 21 from Deion Sanders, Ezekiel Elliott, comes into the game where I start to worry. Yeah, I was offended, and it was just an instrumental at the time. Jesus. My band actually just recorded three songs, and one of them is called uh, Divorcing Cancer. Okay. Man, those giants look mean, too. I'm not. Look, the Eagles are the team that I'm worried about. The Eagles are looking mean. I'll tell. I think the I think the Cowboys can stop the Giants. Hey, look, Cowboys defense is pretty spectacular. The offense needs a lot to go, and I am going to dread the day that Dak Prescott comes back. I am dreading that day. Watch the Cowboys win like three in a row with Cooper Rush, and then Dak will come back and we'll lose like three in a row. I'm not excited about Dak at all. Uh, but, Glenn, I, I will not continue to pick them blindly like I do my Longhorns, who, by the way, will throttle Texas Tech this weekend. Uh, I believe 1.30 my time, 1.30 or 2.30 my time. So it'll be a great game to watch. Texas Longhorns beating the shit out of Texas Tech again. We might not put 70 on them like we did last year. But the good news is our starting quarterback, Quinn Ewers, has back at practice. Woo! Very excited about that. Uh, all right. Don't move. Stay where you are. I do that it's one? time for mail call. It's here. Listen up. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Arnie, there's a debate going on right now in baseball about who the American League MVP should be. It's between Shohani from the Angels and Aaron Judge from the Yankees. Both have strong cases, but if you had a vote, and you should, that's what they wrote, not me, but I agree. Who would you vote for and why? And that's from Michael. I've seen this debate, and I was going to save this for Joe, and, and Joe and I will talk about this a little bit. The American League MVP race is between Shohani, whatever his last name is, I can't pronounce it, it's in Swahili, um, of the Angels, who's also, he's a pitcher and he's an outfielder. And he's having a, a, a really good year. I mean, he's not hitting that. Let, hold on a second. Let, let, let's, let's see. Hold on a second here. Let's go to ESPN. And let's go to Major League Baseball. Uh, let's see, teams. We'll go to the Angels here. Um, uh, stats. That's what I want. All right. Uh, Ohani is hitting 268. You're not even leading the team in home runs. Mike Trout has 36. He has 34. He's hitting 268 with 34 home runs and 89 RBIs. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, stats. Let, let, let's go back home. Uh, no, let's go here. Uh, go to the Yankees real quick. 34 home runs, and he's an MVP candidate. He doesn't even have the most home runs in his, on his team. Um, all right, stats for the Yankees here. Uh, let's go Aaron Judge, who's at, he's hitting 316. 127 RBIs, 59 home runs. How is there a debate? I mean, first of all, Judge's numbers are ridiculous. 
And secondly, the most ridiculous part is this. The MVP should be featured on a team that is going to make the playoffs. Because if you take the MVP off their team, how would that team be doing? I don't think the Yankees would be in playoff contention if, my, if Aaron Judge wasn't there. Shohani is on a team that is 32 and a half games out of the lead. I know that, that A-Rod in the past with his 50 home runs won the MVP for the Rangers, and I was against that. I was against Andre Dawson winning the MVP for the Cubs the year they finished in last fucking place. The MVP should go to a guy a team would be a miss without. Aaron Judge is the American League MVP, the end. 316, he's not going to win the Triple Crown at 316, but 316, 127 RBIs and 59 home runs. Why is Shohani even being talked about? He doesn't even have the most home runs on the Angels or the most RBIs. Judge, because he's a Yankee and just a fucking stud on the field. Judge all the way. Yes, Jen, I know that you're a Yankee fan, and I, I do not. I, I'm not the world's biggest Yankee fan, but I will say that Aaron Judge is definitely the American League. They should give him the award right now. Michael, I appreciate that, but, I mean, come on. But I, I thought all those Tinkerbell pitchers in the American League didn't hit. They need their mommy to bat for them. Hey, 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 hey. I support the designated hitter. I, I, I hate the National League watching pitchers hit because it, it means you can pitch around somebody. You can pitch around the eight-hole guy to get to the pitcher, and then you get your third out of the inning. Ooh. Ooh. Boy, that is strategy there. Don't pitch to the number eight hitter. That way you get to feature the pitcher. I, I, a DH should be in every league. The DH makes the game way more competitive, uh, in my opinion. In my opinion, that is. Uh, all right, next one. Hey, listen up. It's time for mail call. Not bucket. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Arnie, your man Christopher does a really amazing job reviewing movies for the show, and I just wanted to thank him. He was totally right about Clerks 3, and I was just wondering what you thought of it or have you seen the movie yet, and that's from Melanie. I have not seen Clerks 3 yet, and yes, Christopher does an amazing job on the reviews, and I can't thank him enough. Um, I didn't see it because two things factored in. Number one, I heard it wasn't that funny, and I, I've seen what the plot is, and it kind of is like a look back on Kevin Smith's life, but not really, I guess. And the fact of the matter is, is that it's only in one movie theater in the entire city of Dallas. That's it. It's only at one fucking movie theater. So I'm going to wait till it streams. I'll see it on streaming, but yeah, I'm not going to go see it. Christopher says, I'd like to point out that Aaron Judge is from Fresno. Yeah, well, he used to hit bullets. Like like the gangs would shoot bullets at him, and he'd hit them out of the, out of the ballpark. It was amazing. Christopher, I assume Judge is awesome at dodging wild pitches like bullets then. <laughs> yep. Clerks 3 is Kevin Smith sucking his own cock and coming on the camera lens. Look, I I wasn't the world's biggest fan of Clerks 2. Clerks is a, an amazing movie. 
You look at like, you look at Kevin Smith's movies, and I'll tell you, Clerks, Mallrats is is a genius film. Chasing Amy, Dogma is one of my all time favorites. The the Jay and Silent Bob Return. I I love I love them all. I just don't want him. And I heard there's going to be a Mallrats too, which oh man, I can only hope. Yes, he is, Christopher, and it's obvious God is a Yankees fan. Kept his hand on that child to keep himself safe in the jungles of Fresno. Kevin Smith and the cast are going to be at the Crest Theater sometime in October if anybody's interested. Oh, that's cool. See, I would, I, I, man, I mean, any time that you put Morris Day in the time in a movie, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, fucking A, awesome shit right there. Uh, but I don't know. Are, are, is Morris Day in the time in this, Christopher? Christopher says, thank you, letter writer. Any feedback, positive or negative, means the world to me. Uh, so there you go. All right, only a few more to go here. Let's see. Uh-huh. We'll go this Not way. Bucket. It's time for mail call. And here. Listen up. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Hey, Arnie. I was just wondering, how did you get your start doing stand-up comedy? I know that you were on the radio in Sacramento for years before doing it. Did that help you get uh, get on in front of people? Many of my coworkers think that I should do stand-up, and I was wondering if you had any sort of tips for getting started, and that's from Blaine. Blaine, oh, no more stay in it? God damn it. All good, but none better than dogma. Can we get a dogma, too? Once Kevin had a kid, he suddenly got preachy and not funny. His last truly good movie to me was Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Clerks 2 had some funny as hell moments, but a shadow of the franchise. I agree with that. Um, Stand-up comedy. How did I get my start? Well, I'll tell you the truth. And, and honestly, this is something that, that's very important to me to talk about. Uh, next month, or not next month, in November. November will be the 10-year... And it's not really an anniversary, but the 10-year anniversary, if you will, of when I tried to kill myself. Not proud of it. Was one of the best things to ever happen to me because I learned so much from it. Uh, Didn't realize how depressed I was as a human being. And it gave me time to think inside the nut house because I was in the nut house for five days. Um. And it gave me a lot of time to think. And in that thinking time, I used to be very anti-stand-up comedian. I I was very bitter. Because at that time, yes, I was making a good living doing radio. But guys like Jerry Seinfeld and Chris Rock, it kind of pissed me off that those guys could make millions of dollars a year by doing the exact same show each and every night. And it, it bothered me for a long time until I was in the nut house and I really thought about it. I said, wait a second. I'm funnier and more talented than those guys, in my opinion, because I come up with shit every single day. Why shouldn't I just do the same thing they do and write a set and do that set? Now, I never wanted to live out of a suitcase. I never wanted to be a traveling comedian or a working comedian like my friends Carlos and uh, Ellis Rodriguez, not related, just had the same last name. I, 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 didn't, I didn't have it in me to do what they do. 
and they are true road warriors. To me, there's nothing worse than living out of a suitcase, going from town to town, wondering about things. And both those guys showed me a lot of good ropes and good things. But I started out by going to open mic nights. I still giggle every time you say nut house. Oh, fuck, it was crazy as shit. Now, I'll tell you some stories here in a second about the nut house. Uh, but, yeah, start, uh, Blaine, Blaine, start by changing your name because that's not a good comedy name. Um, start with open mics. And if you can if you can get the crowd to respond to you in an open mic night, especially in Sacramento. Sacramento is a hotbed of comedy. You might not think it, but they just had a guy, uh, Mikey Winfield, who I know and I've met, and he's critiqued me before, and he said he liked my comedy. Nice guy, super nice guy. Um, he was just on the final. He was in the finals of America's Got Talent. Sacramento has a lot of great talent. They just all have the same mindset that they're not that good and they don't need to move on. But there are people like Carlos that has moved on. He's doing amazing in Vegas. I think Ellis could travel the world and do comedy. That He's that good. There are a lot of great comedians in Sacramento. The problem is there are a lot of people who think they're funny who will go to open mic nights. And my tip to you, Blaine, after changing your name, of course, they're going to give you between three and five minutes on stage, whatever open mic do, uh, open mic night you go to. Three and five minutes. I, I can't stress this enough. Memorize your fucking set. A lot of you, you guys are probably looking at, at your computers like, wait, that's an obvious. No. At open mic nights, people will go up there and read. And the thing with open mic nights is, a lot of times people will go, and, and hey, Blaine, take your office. Make sure your office knows that you're going. Because if you get laughs, then people start to notice that. And there is nothing better than getting that, 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 that gratification, that, that instant gratification of laughter at your jokes. There's nothing better than that to me in the world. Uh, Hangtown Jen says, uh, Blaine, get a tight five minutes and you can ramble for five minutes. Go to an open mic night. Give it a whirl. Some of us are fucking funny in general conversations, but that does mean we can't stand in front of people to be funny. It's a skill for sure. Oh, it is. It truly is. Is he the little black dude? Yes, Mikey Winfield was the little black dude with the fro and the big glasses. That's Mikey Winfield. And good for him. I, I, I was very happy to see that he made it that far in that competition. I think that's great. And it's a testament to places like Laughs Unlimited in Old Town because he performed a lot there. Not, not going to take away from Punchline or anything like that, but Laughs Unlimited, that is my home comedy spot when I go to Sacramento. I love it. But, yeah, uh, Blaine, work your ass off. Uh, I, nut, nut house, nut house. I'll never forget, like, like sitting in the nut house when, when I got, when, you know, after I left the hospital, they're trying to figure out where to take me. And they finally figured out where to take me. And they took me to this nut house, state run nerd, you know, nut house, not, not the greatest, not the cleanest, but Hey, it worked. And I'm in there. Right. And I'm like, Holy shit. As soon as they, as soon as they got done checking me in and showing me to my room where I had this, like, 
shitty, terrible beanbag mattress on this hard wood fucking bed. I was like, oh, I'm going to have problems sleeping here. Well, that is until I lied to them and told them I was on all sorts of oxy, oxys, and they gave me those, and they didn't watch me take them. So I would just save a bunch for at night and just take them at night, and that way I could sleep. But uh, my favorite story about the Nuthouse, two favorite stories, is they had an AA meeting in there one night. And this is back when I was like 15 years sober. And I, I decided that I'd go. And, and the doctor that I had in the Nuthouse was a super nice guy. I only saw him once a day, though. And he goes, well, I, you know, maybe you should attend this AA. I was like, okay, well, I don't want to drink, but okay. So I went in there, and the guy who's hosting the meeting, he's like, you know, I'm Bill. I've got two years sobriety. Oh, hi, Bill. Next guy, the, the co-chair, he's like, oh, I'm Ron. I have three years sobriety. Hey, Ron. So we're going around the room, and, you know, there's a few guys in there that have like two days, four days. Then they get to me. Uh, hi, I'm Arnie, and uh, I have 15 years of sobriety. And everybody just fucking stopped, and they're like, wait a second, why are you in here then? They're like, you should be running the meeting. I'm like, no, 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 that's them. And this one fella came up to me. This guy was in there, and he pissed and shit himself every night in the nut house. Because I think he had alcohol in the brain. He drank so much. And he's in that meeting, and, and I kind of got tired of him talking in the meeting. And I have been known to do some talk back in meetings, and I don't like it when I do it because you shouldn't. But I had to this time because he kept talking about living in Auburn, and there are eight bars by his house. After about the fourth time he told us this, I looked at him. I said, look, I don't mean to be out of line, but have you ever thought about moving Fucking A. That was like a light bulb and his head went off. He ended up leaving the facility to go to the hospital because he ended up pissing and shitting blood on himself, so that was a whole different story. But the dentist that was at the, this nut house was fantastic. He was my favorite guy. This guy would just sit there, right, and he would sleep all the time, and he would, as soon as he would wake up, he would yell something. And I'll never forget, like, he was in the, we were in the lunchroom, the cafeteria room, and he's, he's sitting there, and he's got like three sweatshirts on, two pair of pants, but he's got his one foot in the sun, right? The, the sun is creeping out, and it, it's hitting his foot, and he's got a shoe on the other foot, and he's, the sun's hitting his foot, and he wakes up, and he goes, Marilyn Monroe's a piece of ass, and I'm going to fuck her. Now, I'm sitting there, and I'm trying not to laugh, right? And the TV's on in the break room. And the TV, like, they didn't care what we watched. We watched movies like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Killer. I am not joking. That was the first night's movie. But we could watch whatever was on TV, and Cops was on. So we're watching Cops. Not the best show to watch in a nut house, I would imagine. And the dentist wakes up, and he yells his Marilyn Monroe thing. And he looks at the TV, and he sees it's on cops. And he looks at me, and I've got, you know, no hair on my head. I got a buzz cut. And he goes, you're a cop. And I'm like, okay. And, and, and this is like my third day in, so I, I'm, I'm starting to make that turn to where I'm better now. And he goes, you're a cop. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200 and fuck off. I said, okay. 
So the lady who was running lunch, she scolds him, sir, you shouldn't say that. And she comes over to me, and she goes, I'm so sorry. He doesn't mean it. I, I was like, ma'am, it's okay. I totally understand. And he left the break room, right? I was leaving the break room to go down to my room. And he's sitting in the hallway, and he sees me walk out, and he just double birds me. I mean, there's two middle fingers just flying in my direction. I'm like, I didn't even do anything. Oh, goddamn. That was that was some fun shit in there. God, dog. But uh, to go back, that's where I started to write and get the the the, the thoughts of, of, of how I'm going to write my stand-up show, the show that I ended up doing at the Silver Legacy. And I will never forget that my dad stayed with me for two weeks afterwards. Just he and I, and it was probably the greatest time of my life. I remember sitting down and writing. Dallas Cowboys were playing. It was a Sunday. I wrote, I hand wrote 29 pages in 38 minutes. I mean, it was just, it was all this shit. Like, Ogre, you were talking about earlier, getting that music out of your brain. This was the first time that I really got to collect everything and just let it go on paper, and it was so therapeutic for me, and it was so good that, yeah, the Nut House was a great experience. The therapist I saw afterwards, Dr. Thor, that guy was an idiot. But Blaine, uh, yeah, five solid minutes. Have five good minutes. You got five good minutes, then you can go far. You really can. All right, a couple more emails to go. Sorry it's so long. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Dear Arnie, my name is Jacob, and I've been listening to your podcast for the last couple of years, mainly because my mom talks a lot about your show and how great you were when you were on the radio. I'm a junior in high school now, punk, and I was wondering, did you always want to be on radio? Was there anything else you wanted to do instead? Thanks for answering, uh, hopefully, on the show, Jacob. Good question, Jacob. Uh, At one point in my scholastic career, I did want to be in radio. I lived across the street from a guy who did the morning show on the zoo here in Dallas, 98, uh, 98.1 The Zoo. His name was John Rohde, and I thought he was cool as hell. But I listened to Stevenson Pruitt because they did a lot more dick jokes. And I thought they were funny. Um, I didn't always want to do Radio was kind of like that thing. I, I wanted to be a television sportscaster, but I'm too ugly for it. And I got a shaved head. And back when, in, in that time, I know that Scott Van Pelt has a shaved head. And it's okay now. But back in the day, it wasn't. The one job that I wanted to do for my my junior and senior year until I found out you had to go to medical school was I wanted to be a mortician. Actually, I wanted to be uh, uh, the, the, the guy who does the autopsies. I wanted to be a coroner. But then I found out you got to go to medical school. And then I was like, I don't know if I want to be a mortician necessarily either. So it, it jumped around. And then, uh, Jacob, I found my way, luckily, through an internship. Uh, with a TV station that led to radio, and then I met somebody else in radio and was an intern there, and that's where I caught the bug, and I've loved it ever since. That that late September night at the Rodeo Rock Cafe in Reno, Nevada. 
Arnie, you're not ugly. Well, I'm too ugly for TV. I'll just say that. I got a face for radio. He wanted to be an exotic dancer or on the cover of romance novels, but life had other plans. Jacob, he was fixing to be a porn star, but the midget actress laughed too much, so he went into radio and comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I did, I did want to be a coroner for a, a small brief time in my life. I wanted to be a coroner. If I could have been a professional lifeguard at a water park, I would have done that in a second. All right, last one here. Here we go. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Arnie, just a real quick question for you. What do you think about Deion Sanders coaching at Jackson State? Do you think he has what it takes to be a Division I coach? And do you think he'll ever make the move to Division I? That's from Billy. Uh, I think really highly of Deion Sanders. I, I will argue with people that, that he belongs in, if you want to make a Mount Rushmore of the NFL of greatest players, Deion Sanders' name should be mentioned. Uh, he was a very good baseball player, very good. As far as a coach goes, I think he's doing a great job at Jackson State. Jackson State for uh, historic it's a historically all black college. He's done an amazing job of gathering awareness for HBCUs. And I think that someday he will coach and I think he'll coach at Florida State his alma mater, but not until his sons graduate from Jackson State. I think he's going to be at Jackson State until his kids are done playing football there and then he hightails it out. But I, I, I do think that he could make it as a Division One coach. I don't see anything stopping him. He's done a great job at Jackson State. Uh, let's see. You'd be fired from the corner job for making the choruses hump each other or put arms around each other like they're brothers. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, w- I would have too much fun at that job. Arnie has a corner trying to comfort the son of a dead mother. Well, at least I can get her pregnant now. <laughs> You can't get her pregnant now. I agree. He could play all different kinds of positions, offense, defense, special teams, baseball. Dude is an all-around badass. I think so. And he's got the right mentality. He doesn't like the way kids are being raised now. I played the clip from the Rich Eisen show this week about him saying, we're not raising dogs anymore. We're raising a bunch of cats. I couldn't agree more with him. So there you go. There is listener mail uh, available to you each and every week. Usually we do it on Tuesday, but hey, sometimes we move it around. Always brought to you by the good folks over at JS Floors. All you got to do is write me at arnieradio1 at gmail.com.
757-FANS or 775-376-EZ-EZ. All right, welcome back to the big show here on a Tuesday. Appreciate you being here this morning. This is a song we played after we cheated out the win against Texas. Yeah, as well you should say you cheated it out. I'm not going to say those two words for your team this year. When you play A&M and when you play Tennessee, I'm going to be rooting for Tennessee this year. At least for a, or a tie. That's all I got to say. Y'all remember that movie, uh, uh, Gone Girl? Or, or Yeah, that was it, right, with Ben Affleck? Remember that movie where the wife, she, like, she, she framed her husband for a murder, but she was on the run? You remember that movie? And then she came back and she held it against him and blackmailed him. The only thing good about that movie was that Emily Ratajkowski showed her boobs off in that movie. That's one thing I remember about it. The uppity chick was just a bitch. Neil Patrick Harris got fucking, he got his throat cut out. That was pretty damn cool. And Ben Affleck was terrible like he is in every movie that he doesn't play a hitman who has autism from Boston. But it happened in real life. Federal prosecutors uh, have have come to, to uh, they prosecuted Sherry Papini. This is a case in Northern California who she pled guilty to orchestrating an elaborate hoax about being kidnapped, and she even branded herself. She's got to serve 18 months in prison. The judge has her paying back $309,000 in restitution for all the, the overtime hours and things like that, even though he knows that won't get paid back. And she had her final say. What the hell? Rude, but I'm a celebrity listener. <laughs> Maybe not against Tennessee. We'll, we'll, we'll see how I am after the Tech game this week. Um, she says, uh, quote, I am guilty of lying. I am guilty of dishonor. I stand before you willing to accept, to repent, to concede. What was done cannot be undone. It can never be erased. I am not choosing to stay frozen like I was in 2016. I'm choosing to commit to healing the parts of myself that were so very broken. If you don't know the story, she vanished uh, back in 2016 while out for a run in her Reading neighborhood. A massive search was launched for her and, and family members, including her husband, Keith, who has since filed for divorce. This poor bastard came out, pled for information about her. He was upset, and rightfully so, that that she intentionally misled her own children, her devoted husband, the authorities, all this. She feels no regret or guilt for the untold damage she caused. And she's only getting 18 months. They only were going to give her nine months. It deeply pains me to say, but my sisters are very disturbed, and I hope for her children's sake, once she's released, she'll finally get a treatment that she can adhere to. This one time, I uh, love to be a fly on the prison wall when Sherry Papini has to explain to her cell block she is doing time for kidnapping herself. Well, you see, I kidnapped myself. Is your life really that bad where you got to kidnap yourself? 
And of course, you know, and and that movie, that Gone Girl movie, it it perfectly illustrated how people can turn on one another just immediately because Ben Affleck didn't have any idea about it in that movie. And the the city turned on him, the titty. I was thinking about Emily Ratajkowski. The city turned on him immediately, saying that he was a person of interest because the husband is always a person of interest. So how did they turn on this poor guy, Keith? And I love they doubled her sentence. Fuck, she should be in prison for years. 18 months ain't going to be enough for this gal. She's going to use that 18 months to come up with another elaborate scheme. You can't trust people that they're this conniving, this bad. I kidnapped myself. Fucking A. Good Lord. This next story is fantastic. Um, the chief operating officer, Doug Ramsey, of the, the company Beyond Meat. Now, that, that's a company that, that, that produces like chicken and M-E-E-T products. You know, the, the chicken nuggets and meat loaf. All these fake things that, that are supposed to look like meat. Allegedly taste like meat, but they don't. Well, he was at the uh, Arkansas football game this weekend. Arkansas had a tough game. They had to rely on a kick return to win that game. He was not having a good time, though, at, at, at Razorback Stadium in Fayetteville. So I guess he was leaving the game. And um, I guess there was an altercation in the parking lot where Mr. Ramsey, the, the meat guy, punched through the back of a windshield of a Subaru, so he's picking a fight with a lesbian, after it made contact with the front tire of Ramsey's car. The Subaru owner got out of his car. A man opened oh, Wow. And Ramsey allegedly started punching him and then bit his nose off. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. He bit the man's nose, ripping the flesh off the tip of the nose. The victim and a witness also alleged that Ramsey told the Subaru owner he would kill him. Now, now, before we get into the, the legal ramifications, if he can keep his job or not, can he keep his job with Beyond Meat when he bit into a person's nose? I would deem that as meat. The company has been facing skepticism from its investors over dipper, disappointing sales, operating challenges, and its long-term growth prospect. The stock has fallen 73% this year. Before joining the makers of meat alternatives, he spent 30 years at Tyson Foods, overseeing its poultry and McDonald's business in Springdale, Arkansas. So this is a guy who's just fed up. He's got to fucking try to sell fake meat to people. And let me just tell you, everybody, 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 gather in close. 
the reason why, I'm going to say this slow and slow for everybody to get. The reason why Beyond Meat is not doing well is because most people like meat. Now look, you vegans, you vegetarians out there, God bless you. God bless you. You are leaving enough meat for me to still eat, and I appreciate that. But don't think that you're going to be a Fortune 500 company selling fake chicken and fake beef. (laughs) They can replace it with Beyond Flesh. He's a hypocrite. He really is. I mean, Jesus. But man, oh man, so mad that he bit someone's nose off. I've been really mad in the past. I don't know if I've been ever mad enough to bite someone's nose off. I mean, that, that, that's a special level of anger that I have yet to hit. So mad I'm going to bite somebody's nose off. I mean, and, and that's all because a Subaru ran into your tire? Man, I'd hate to see if something bad happened to you. Like, if you got fired from Beyond Meat, fucking A. He's going to start eating ears and arms and legs. Well, if I was if I was one of his kids and I brought home a bad report card, I would be terrified. I'll kill you. Cause my car hit yours. Okay. Look, nobody likes accidents. Nobody likes that, especially when it's not their fault. But you can't get out of the car saying I'll kill you. I'll kill you. Give me that nose. Yeah, he he he, uh, he bailed out. Uh, he's got a trial coming up. <laughs> Speaking of foods and diets, this is why I love this country. It, it, it truly, truly is. Um, I saw this story yesterday, and I knew that I would have to play this right here. Oh, God bless the USA. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my People's eating habits are just as unhealthy today as they were 30 years ago in America. Americans are the worst eaters in the world, a study finds. Goddamn right. Yep. You're goddamn right. No, you can't take that away. And I'm proud to be an American. Where well, I least I know I fucking want. And I won't forget the, the cows ma- that died that gave that meat to me. And I probably should sit down at a dinner table. The average diet across the world has not changed much over the last 30 years. Americans are the lowest quality diets in the world, joining countries like Egypt and Brazil. 
poor diets, which are also fueling the world's obesity crisis, are believed to be playing a role in an increase in early-onset cancer being recorded globally. Your story reminds me of the companies that used to send sales guys out driving a pickup with a freezer filled with meat. They would sell you a complete package with steaks, hamburgers, bacon for some price. That shit had to be horse meat. Yeah, we, I mean, even as poor as we were growing up, we didn't even buy that shit. Uh, researchers at Tufts University in Massachusetts, uh, up there by Harvard, gathered data from 185 countries and listed in the Global Dietary Database. They found the small but meaningful increase in the overall diet health, but massive disparities between countries, South Asia and sub Saharan African populations have the healthiest diets. So, I, I mean, wait, 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 below the Sahara? I mean, they have, well, they have water there, I guess. People living in Latin America eating the least healthy. Yeah, because the damn food in Latin America is good. That's why. In India, Indonesia, Iran, and Vietnam are all the nations with the healthiest eating residents. Yeah, let's see. India food, gross. Indonesian food, huh? Iranian food, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't want to eat somebody's head. And Vietnamese food, I never had it. This song I worked at Puff, it's a lockdown psych facility. A song came on and a girl stands up and yells, that's my daddy, and I believed her. Hence why I don't work there anymore. Sub-Saharan means it's south of the Saharan getting into Civil War parts of Africa. Well, they eat healthy there. I hope they don't categorize Ethiopia in that. Otherwise, we're going to have to change all those fucking jokes. I find it funny. Do you know why our, our diet is so bad in America? Because food is good. Pizza, good. Burgers, good. Fried chicken, good. Lasagna, good. Egg rolls, good. Anything deep fried, good. I mean, seriously. I don't need this story to say that Americans' diets are terrible. All you got to do is walk outside and look at Americans. Researchers also found that people that are higher educated and more well-off in socioeconomic standings were eating healthier, specifically recording more fruits and non-starchy vegetables in their diet. Well, they don't know what they're missing. If I was a rich gozillionaire, man, I would have nothing but ribeyes and baked potatoes. Indonesian food is healthy because they eat hot-ass peppers drowning in capsicum with meals. I found a secret. If any of you people like doing them hot food challenges, they had some guy who's won like a bunch of them. He says the, 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 the secret to winning one of these contests and avoiding the gut bomb that happens afterwards is you eat a large, starchy, di- uh, dairy-filled. He, he, he recommends trying to eat like a large cheese pizza before you eat really, really hot food because it'll make the passing uh, that much better. 
Our national anthem should be Stewie Griffin playing the tuba behind fat people. Hey, man, I'm just telling you right now, you can choose to eat healthy, you can choose to exercise, you can do all that kind of stuff, or you can choose to eat what's good. You know why I like food? Because it's good. Once again, I drink alcohol for for its its final purpose of me blacking out. I eat food for the taste. Oh, I, I've said it. I'll say it again. If I were to have gotten COVID, my ass would have been in shape. If I lost my sense of taste or smell, go ahead. Give me nothing but Brussels sprouts for a week. I'm going to lose a shit ton of weight. We're all going to die. Might as well enjoy what you can before you go. You know, and, and, and those people that eat healthy diets, they enjoy it. And I, I say more power to them. More power to them. Don't try to get me on your side. I remember when I had that, that, that vegan burger at the Kings game. It wasn't half bad. It tasted like peas, and it was made out of peas. It was a pea burger. I like peas. Funny, I grew up low income and never ate better. We only had what we grew or raised. Today, I'm a walking cupcake. Well, yeah, because you can't grow or raise cupcakes. You have to make those. Those are delicious. Uh, Speaking of somebody who's put on some weight, boy, has anybody seen Conor McGregor lately? Wow. Conor McGregor's a fucking monster. I mean, he was pretty... uh, no, 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 we do not have cut capes. I, I'm sorry about that, Oak. Um, Conor McGregor has blown up. Uh, his last fight where he broke his ankle in the ring, he was still an in-shape guy, but now he's fucking, he's put on, I would say, at least 25 to 30 pounds of muscle. And a lot of people are saying, oh, he's using steroids. Well, he ain't cut enough to be using steroids. You can look at him and go, and, and all you got to do is look at his arms. He doesn't have jack biceps, and there ain't that big line in between the bicep and tricep. His abs aren't overly defined. I, I have seen that where Eli walks on to Penn State. That is pretty funny. Um, but Conor McGregor, shit, is he going to come back and fight as like a middleweight or, or even bigger? Is he going to fight as a heavyweight now? They're not saying how much he weighs, but man, oh man. I mean, all you got to he's he's come back at people. He's not happy that they're saying, because he has been working out. You see a lot of his videos working out. Um, I, I gave you the story. You can look at the picture of him. He says he's done it all on nothing more than whiskey, stout, and organic beef. Organic Irish beef. Ah, oh, Faith and Megara. It's all fed with beer there, I mean. I can't stand that Irish punk. He's a little crybaby. The reason why I don't like him is that he's, he, he's, he's guilty of gimmick infringement. Him wearing the suits, throwing the money around. Okay, yeah, that's Floyd Mayweather. You know, the guy that beat you in the fight? That was Floyd Stick. You've stolen Floyd's stick, you know, and and then he comes out and he says disparaging things against Ric Flair and and wrestlers. You need to you need to shut up. 
And they asked, I'll never forget when they asked Brock Lesnar about it. Because Conor McGregor said he could beat everyone in the WWE. And they asked Brock Lesnar about it while he was in the WWE. And he goes, he goes, that guy? Hell, I shit bigger than that guy. Oh, Connor, please open your mouth to fucking Brock. Please. Don't fuck with his lucky charm till he eat you. Oh, he's gotten a lot bigger. And, and look, if, if he keeps his same fighting skills, I don't know if he's going to be as fast as he once was. And I don't know if he's going to have the punching power. See, that's the big problem with these guys that move up weight classes. And I've seen it happen. You, you see it happen all the time. Guys like Roy Jones Jr., who was one of my all-time favorite fighters, but he he kept going up in weight classes, and he lost his knockout power because those guys can withstand a lot more than you can bring. Remember, at one time, this guy was a featherweight. A featherweight. His career is over. He should just go to movies and other stuff. No, he should not go to movies. He's going to be in that thing that they're calling Roadhouse, but has nothing to do with Roadhouse. He hasn't won a fight in like five fights. Yeah, but you know what he does? He fucking packs the coliseums that he's in. I he, Look, I'll give him credit where credit's due. He, he puts asses in seats. And honestly, that's the name of sports now. It's no longer, uh, honestly, when you look at sports, you look at boxing, you look at things like that. If you don't put asses in seats, then you ain't going to make it. That's the end result. That's all they want. They don't care about who wins or loses. They care about asses in seats. From high school level all the way to professional levels. If you've got asses in seats, that means you're making money. It means your concession stands are making money. It means your merchandise is making money. It's all about money, money, money. No longer about fighting, things like that. No longer about the actual sport. It's all about money. And to me, that's very, very sad. Now, see, this is why I wish... Oh, dear God, there's video of it. Holy Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to love me for this one. Oh, boy. Connor should start in a biopic about Robert E. Lee. The accent would be spot on. Ah, faith in me, car. Down south, rise again, you tosser. Uh, this happened where in Russia? Holy shit, a Russian circus. Footage shows the, uh, the moment when 26-year-old trapeze artist falls to the circus ring during a new act in front of hundreds of kids and their parents. Wait, well, let's go to the video. There they are. There we go, trapeze artists taking off from off the top. Oh, there they go. They're about 15 feet in the air. Now about 20. Oh, she doesn't hold on. Bam! Oh, my God. Good God almighty. Good God, she's broken in half. Oh, that is fantastic. We're going to try to pick her up. She can't. You don't pick her up. Oh my god, she could have fucking major fucking soft tissue damage. Why are you picking her up? Awesome. Here we go. She goes up and down. Whoa, doctor. Holy shit. Oh, the handlebar was manufactured in the Ukraine. 
like Jake Paul, he made himself so unlikable. People want to buy his fight hoping he loses. I hate it. Severed spine, possibly, and they scoop her up and carry her out like old dumbass Russians. Adios, familia. Have a great tires day. Holy God, that is fantastic. Why couldn't cool shit like that happen to me when I was going to circus? You know, you know, you you see the you see all the and maybe I should just start going to circuses in Russia because they have bear attacks there. This gal was like sliding down. She was gonna hold on to his feet, and she's like, "Oh, I don't, I, I don't have this. I don't have it." As they take her off, they, they said the circus says the health of the performer is now is not in danger and she will soon return to the arena. Well, she better. She better. Those slave drivers that they got over there. Oh, man. She broke a wrist and possibly a compression fracture of the spine. The circus director is at the hospital with her. The artist is conscious and moving around independently. The Filatov Circus said, The health of the performer is now not in danger, and she'll be returning to work soon. Damn, that shit's awesome. See, I don't get to see that or in them Russian bears when they attack the handlers. You don't ever get to see cool shit like that or the lions and tigers. Man, oh man. Just one of these. Joe Biden asked everyone to stand up for her. So was the clapping for them picking her up? Yeah, they picked her up and they rushed her off the stage. They didn't put her on a backboard or anything like that, you know, the the way you should do it, but it's Russia. They were applauding her for, you know, getting off the playing field. Oh, I think that's fantastic. That is so great. See, you don't ever get to see shit like that. And now our final story of the day. Oh, boy. Uh, Something I don't do, climb high towers and shit like that movie Fall. Oh, hell no. That movie had my palms and feet swelling. Yeah, I don't do that shit either. (sighs) God. Barstool Sports, uh, not posting enough uh, smoke shows. If that's a problem, then I sincerely apologize. Meet with Dave Portnoy about it. Luckily, a Lithuanian company by the name of Chaz has a solution. And the solution is that millennials are having far less sex than their parents did. They say, what's, what's the problem? Boy's not horny enough, whatever. Well, they've come up with a, a, a new idea. They've released, this company named Chaz is releasing a pussy-flavored snack. Chaz has a mission beyond going viral, a mission to end the world's sex drought. Chaz Company website details what they hope to accomplish with their sexy snack. Chips with a unique taste for brave and free people. After tasting it, you'll remember your wildest love adventures, your first real love and maybe even lose your oral virginity. 
a great gift for the one you love, cause to initiate a romantic evening. Oh, yeah, hey, honey, you want some pussy chips? Or just a simple delight for your taste buds? Perfect way to test your friend's courage, openness, and sense of humor. For pre, uh, P.S., for girls, women, if this or previous years you were pleased by someone, it's very likely that you'll have directly contributed to the contribution uh, and creation of this taste. These are an actual product, but they only ship their vagina chips to Europe. I, I can see Gwyneth Paltrow getting behind this. Uh, it says, who's pussy? I mean, do they all taste the same? Uh, lose your virginity with Chad. Okay, this is a video that's playing. All right, there you go. There's a box. Oh, there's a bag of potato chips. Come on, open it up. Tell me what it is. I, I wish this had, like, scratch and sniff. Oh, he didn't even open them. I'd be terrified to open them. I mean, what what happens if the gal is, you know, or it's been in a bag for a while. It's going to end up smelling. I mean, are these, like, salmon chips? And, by the way, where's the where's the male ones? For all the gals out there not having sex, why, why, why don't you have... It was Stephanie that sent this to me. She says she's going to start making the... the what? How did she put it in the text? I want to get this right. Um, I'm going to patent cum dust flavored chips, I think. Cum dust flavored chips. Oh, my God. Pussy flavored chips. Available only in Europe. Like, is there fire, fire pussy chips for redheads? I mean, the, the Asian ones, are you going to want a chip now and then another chip in like a half hour? Oh, my God. That is such a bad idea. And, of course, I, 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 I mark my words. This is an early prediction, but Goop will come along with something like this. <laughs> Special flavors now available, syphilis, crab, and chlamydia. Mm, can I get some of that UTI dip for these chips? That'd be wonderful. And by the way, you don't need any more clam dip. It's the chip where you don't need a clam dip. That's awful. That is so bad. Why would a company do something like that? Pussy-flavored chips in China just taste like all their other food. Cat. And what's that say about Europeans? Hey, we think enough of your taste to send you pussy chips. What was that one thing, the sour apple thing? Yeah, that's a flavor, too. Oh, and then somebody, you know, somebody's going to have to do them, and they're going to get asshole-flavored chips. 
<laughs> Those are going to taste like somebody named Rob. Kardashian. I mean, uh, I, I, I digress. Uh, that is going to do it for me today. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Until then, please remember that every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, and tomorrow is already hump day. Holy shit. Adios, everybody. Her telephone rang about a quarter to nine. She heard his voice on the other end of the line. She wondered what was wrong this time. She never knew what his calls might bring. With a cowboy like him, it could be anything. And she always expected the worst in the back of her mind. He said, it's cold out here and I'm all alone. Didn't make the short go again. And I'm coming home I know I've been away too long I never got a chance to ride a car And I know this rodeo's been hard on a song But I'll be home soon And honey, is there something wrong? Said, don't bother coming home By the time you get here I'll be long gone There's somebody new And he sure ain't no rodeo man He said, I'm sorry it's come down to this There's so much about you that I'm gonna miss But it's alright, baby if I hurry, I can still make Cheyenne Gotta go now, baby If I hurry, I can still make Cheyenne He left that phone dangling off the hook Then slowly turned around and gave it one last look And he just walked away He aimed his truck toward that Wyoming line With a little luck he could still get there in time And in that shy and wind he could still hear her say She said don't bother coming home by the time you get here, I'll be long gone There's somebody new and he sure ain't no rodeo man He said, I'm sorry it's come down to this There's so much about you that I'm gonna miss But it's alright, baby, if I hurry, I can still make Cheyenne Gotta go now, baby, if I hurry, I can still make Cheyenne She never knew what his calls might bring 
Well, a cowboy like him, it could be anything And she always expected the worst in the back of her mind It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.